No, it's tradition. I think you'll find that we need a coronation ceremony or it's not official. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to Talking Shit with a Yank and a Brit. I'm the Yank. And I'm the Brit. Howdy. <laughs> Hi. Good evening. Good evening. We're doing an evening record. Mm-hmm. Mm. Happy Friday. We have some fucking corrections we have to do, right? We do, yeah. We've decided to do Keith Corrections Corner. <laughs> um, for, the, for the listeners, Keith is my housemate, um, who, you know, kindly listens to the podcast, however... He has some issues with some of the things we are telling you. (laughs) Keith correction corner is just it's got nice alliteration. Anyways, let's hear it. What did what did what did he have for us? So um, I believe in a previous episode we talked about when you and I went tubing. Um, when yeah. we stayed at the lake, um, and we stated in that episode, you were there, <laughs> correct? <laughs> um, we stated in that episode that it was only me and you that had the courage to get on that tube and whiz around the lake. Um, however, I have been forcibly told <laughs> that Keith also gave it a try. Oh. <sighs> You know, Keith, if you're listening, I am so sorry. Deeply sorry. That I excluded your bravery, your boldness that day (laughs) on that lake that we didn't even acknowledge you. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. (laughs) No, for real. My bad. But... (laughs) We genuinely I didn't I don't I don't think I actually went with Keith on it I just was on it with you and just have very vivid memories of you going this is hell yeah (laughs) I'm in hell (laughs) um second correction of the day there's two there's two (laughs) damn it (laughs) um Actually, this might be a correction for Keith. <laughs> so we're flipping it oh, back okay. on you. Um, right. He mentioned that when we were talking about your wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think, it, I think it was me that said that he and our friend Alex was Sean's best men on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he pointed out that actually Ryan um, mm-hmm. was the best man. However, I believe you have some some notes on this. Okay. I, I do. Um, you know, we didn't have any sort of like, I don't know why I can't think of the word, <laughs> pamphlet. <laughs> we didn't hand out <laughs> pamphlets that like designated roles or identified who anybody was. And if everyone gave speeches. So if I recall correctly, everybody was sean's best man in fact the i best people i was sean yeah i was sean's best man even uh my <laughs> my bridesmaids were sean's best men <laughs> so i understand 
the need for clarification, but I also don't think that we really we we publicized who was who in that role. And I just Keith, you're a best man in all of our hearts. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Thank you. Yeah, now that we got that out of the way, keep them coming, Keith. We'll do Keith's correction corner every time if we have to. We appreciate the feedback. <laughs> okay. okay sure. God, I love when people tell me I'm wrong. Oh, you know, so much. I was on vacation for a week. Um, and like I'm really tired from it. <laughs> I was in Maine visiting uh my friend Lauren. And another friend of ours, Brittany, joined. And it was pretty fun. It was tiring. We did a lot. Ate a lot. Drank a lot. Feeling a bit puffy. But uh, (laughs) I think I messaged you one night, probably well after you were asleep. And I was like, I have a story for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Tell the story. I, uh, one night, for those of you who follow us or me on Instagram, I I posted that a you know a couple mid thirty something women went to the club and it was after nine o'clock before we even left and it was really hard because that's really late. Um, but this is where the story <laughs> takes place. Was at the club. <laughs> the um, club. In the club, yeah. It it was fine overall. I mean, I not my scene really, but it was we found some seats and had some drinks and we could hear each other talk. So that's kind of what I need. Found a nice um, quiet corner. I got did I just I did I just sound like I'm 65 years old? Oh <laughs> <laughs> bit. Um and we, you know, there was a varied range of people, ages, backgrounds, whatever. We got dressed up because we were like joking about we're going clubbing, so bedazzled eyes, jewels were like, let's be sparkly. Do we get <laughs> other club wear? I mean, so we kind of just jokingly went all out and uh, sitting at the bar, having a drink, and this gal kind of sidles up next to me, and she, I could feel her looking at me, and I was just like, all right, whatever, like, it's fine. I probably look weird. <laughs> and she leans over, and she's like, I like your hair. Thanks. I love when women compliment other women because it feels like it's just like genuine, right? And I was just like, thank you for saying that. I really need to get it cut, but I'm glad it looks okay today. And I could tell she was drunk and because she said something like, I need a haircut too. And she kind of mumbled and I was just like, thank you and turned away. Um, Well, she was ordering, got her drink and eventually just like slaps a business card down with a phone number scribbled on it and just goes, I just really like your hair. <laughs> and then walked <laughs> away. And all the people I'm with are just looking at me and I'm like you just get Did I on. just did I just get hit on or does she just want to talk about my haircut? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, and so did I, you cool I, up? I <laughs> no, you know, here's the thing is, and I, I honestly wanted to, to just be like, hey, gal, are you okay? Because baby, you looked in rough shape and I just want to make sure you're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. I mean, really nice, truly, but definitely one of those times where I think I had said, I never want to assume like I'm getting hit on, you know, 
but that was in the case of men and I think in this you were case I was like I, I don't know <laughs> no one leaves a number because they like their hair okay. maybe she wanted to know who my stylist was maybe but she could have just asked you that true but it was just weird how she gave it to me and she's like I just really like your hair like you you want to date my hair <laughs> Maybe she's just really socially awkward and couldn't think of like a possibly. You know, I don't know. Child line. All I can well, think hey, of is her hair. If she was, I'm pretty super flattered. In fact, that makes me feel better than maybe getting hit on by dudes. But um, that that happened, and then there was, you know, I watched a really drunk girl demand the bartender's number, and like he begrudgingly gave her a pen and paper. She couldn't get the pen to work. He handed her his phone. She eventually got kicked out. And I was like, look at that love connection. He's like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then as the night wound down, uh, another guy sidled up to us and started, and he's like, you guys are at a club and none of you are dancing. What's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I can't enjoy music without having to dance, kiddo. Because he was a baby. Kiddo. Yeah. And I made a comment about, I can't remember if he said something first. He's like, I've got, I got to go do homework tomorrow or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, school is important. And and I think I said something about, like, I'm too old to be dancing or something. And he's like, how old are you, 25? And I was like, thank you. Thank Correct you so much. Also. No, no, I'm not. And I told him how old I was. And he looked like, I don't know, I told him that. I was the president's daughter. I don't, I like he, he couldn't fathom someone as old as me is what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. But Kate, he just like, I know you don't, you won't believe this coming from me, a friend of yours, but you do not look your age at all. But also I'm not that old. It's <laughs> 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 my point. Oh yeah. How old was he? 22. <laughs> well, when you're 22, how old are you? 36? 35. 35 sounds ancient. Yes. I recall specifically thinking that people who were 30 were effectively grandparents when I was, you know, I get it. Exactly. And now being 30, 31, 32, 30, you know, I I get it. But I just like he his reaction was kind of expected, but also like excuse me, sir. (laughs) And so I patted him on his shoulder and said, thank you for making me feel good. And, you know, I was getting up to leave and put on my little blazer and he's like, that blazer is super. You know, here you go, little young man, stay in school, kids. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It sounds like you had a great night. Yep. We did karaoke on Sunday. I ran the board because I didn't know how it worked there and the dj's like uh kate you've got like 20 more songs on here but we're closing so (laughs) (laughs) but it was a very small venue and i had this guy i don't i guess he also thought i was 22 or 25 i don't know but he came up and he's like we're both doing disney songs and i'm like and what do you think we're gonna get married now or what's happening sir So all this is to say is this trip was in some ways like validating, I guess, but also reminded me at how social interactions and 
meeting people out in public is just probably as bad as meeting people online. <laughs> and I wasn't even trying to do that. <laughs> well, you've got quite a lot of action from the sounds of it. I mean, I so mean, many I feel like phone you numbers. Move to Maine, because <laughs> everyone thinks you're 25. <laughs> You get hit on by women, children. Do you want to come? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow. Sounds great. So that was it. I, you know, it was fine. I got food poisoning in the end, so that sucked, and now I'm home. Cool. How's your week? (laughs) Um, pretty on a well, a little bit eventful. I've had terrible toothache all week. Mm. Um, and I'm now on antibiotics to fix the issue and it's ruined my plans for the coronation long weekend that we're having here in England. Uh, we get another bank holiday, another little public holiday. Thanks to old King Charles. As he soon Is it on Monday? <clears throat> yes. Lucky. So we get Saturday, Sunday, Monday off this week. Um, we only had one last weekend as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I can't drink now. Um, and that's because of the particular antibiotic. Yeah. Do you also know it makes your birth control less effective? Yeah. The dentist did tell me that as well. You got all of the details. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. Writing that one down. (laughs) I'm sorry. That sucks. But you're feeling better at least. I'm feeling much better. Yeah. I was, I was in quite a bad way. Um, but yeah, okay mouth now. shit sucks. It really does. I genuinely wouldn't wish it on anyone. It's like, and it wasn't a normal toothache. It was my whole mouth. Ugh. So like just everywhere. Um, I couldn't sleep because if I laid down, it got worse. I was taking like three different painkillers. One of them, a very strong addictive painkiller. <laughs> that didn't even touch it. Jesus. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, but good news is, is it's cleared up now. I'm not in pain and I'm not addicted to that particular painkiller. I was careful. Good, because it'd be hard to make a podcast if you were just constantly like doped up. Just on coding. Maybe, actually, maybe not. Actually, maybe it'd be really good. <laughs> maybe we'll, it would we'll be better. We'll table that. We'll table yeah. that for now. Okay. Yeah. We'll park that for a minute, but that's a good idea. <laughs> One day we're going to try this while drinking and see what happens. Yeah. It was <laughs> That'll be, be one tonight, of those. But... Yeah. It'll be one of those uh, maybe lost episodes that never gets published. <laughs> we'll think it will be amazing. And then in the mm-hmm. edit, I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. no, we this, cannot publish we this. <laughs> None of our friends are going to talk to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, funny you mention the coronation weekend because I thought. Oh, wait, no, that's not right. Is that right? (laughs) That might be a fun thing to talk about. (laughs) I was trying Um, to do God Save the Queen, okay? (laughs) I don't think you did. I think you did, like, that's a hymn, isn't it? Oh, I don't. Shit, I don't know. A newborn king. Yeah. But uh, the yeah, real, that. the proper one is. 
Did you know that that is actually to the same tune as like a, a patriotic song here? You probably stole it from us. Well, well obviously. <laughs> what happened? We came over and it's like we can't make an like a whole new song. So let's just take the melody. <laughs> There's only so many notes you can use. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which one it is. Do do the melody again. Da, 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 a sweet, da, sweet da, land da, da, liberty. Da, 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 oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> All the America. It's like the same. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm the same up. song. Yeah. Who's suing who here? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, but let's anyway. get stuck into the royal family. We um, can probably cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That might be a nice little... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Not drunk everyone. if we don't cut it. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> but um, I just think it would be good to talk about that because it's not something you and I have really gone into a lot of depth over and mm-hmm. I, I know there are people in America who really love the royal family like we're getting up in the middle of the night watching the weddings following mm-hmm. you know all the drama probably felt some type of way about the queen and I, I never really have and I know that there's maybe some mixed opinions even over there right yep you don't like our queen? What's wrong no. with Lizzie? <laughs> you slagging off Lizzie? <laughs> Shit. It's not that. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. <laughs> you no, look so not what panicked. I, meant, I swear. Utmost respect for the recently departed queen. <laughs> Actually, no, I feel kind of strongly about like the, you know, history of imperialism and kind of conquering and pillaging people. You know what? It's not about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, it's not something that has ever been a, a, a major interest of mine anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, there are very mixed opinions here as well. Um, you have people that are royalists and absolutely love the royal family and think it's, you know, a staple of British culture and British history. Um, and there are other people who think it's pointless a waste of money and they're a waste of space and don't get the hype um, where do you fall more into the latter but i do also understand that they do bring a lot of tourism to england <laughs> and Look, it's it's tricky. Like, I don't agree with us essentially paying for everything they do because everything they do is through taxpayers' money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like this coronation, for example, of King Charles, it's estimated that it's going to cost a hundred million. And bearing in mind, we're going through a cost of living crisis in England at the moment. So people and families can't afford to eat and our mouth tax has gone 
towards this huge, ridiculous ceremony where we're crowning our next king. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so, been king for a while, right? I know. Just put the fucking crown on him and get on with it. <laughs> ridiculous. I honestly thought it already happened. <laughs> I just didn't. I missed it. So I, when I saw it, was I was like, "Oh shit, they still haven't done that." So does everything like not count that he's been doing? <laughs> exactly. Also, like they the so the Archbishop of Canterbury, who's like our kind of head of church mm-hmm. in England, who will be. I guess, like, overseeing the coronation. I'm not really sure how it works, to be honest. Like, putting the crown on him. <laughs> yeah, and doing all the, you know, you. Well, I think, actually, the monarch is the head of the church, actually. So yeah, the king the himself. Was like the head of, yeah, they're the head of the church, and then, like, the archbishop is, like, under them. I'm not, I'm not really sure, the, to be honest. The, Don't vice, really care. the vice president of the church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vice god spokesman spokesman yeah. mm-hmm. um but yeah so usually what happens during a coronation is the lords and again don't really know who they are but they pledge allegiance to the new monarch so the king or queen that's being coronated okay. this time they're not doing that and they have asked for the british public to pledge allegiance to the new king which really kind of got my back up because I was like, fuck off, mate. Like, <laughs> why? They've never done that before? Never done that before. Why? I don't know. Like, I, th- I think the reason behind it is they're trying to, like, involve the public and make us feel like, I guess, we're part of the coronation and part of the monarchy family. All it's done for me is just think, like, feel like you're forcing me to, like, kiss your feet and love you. Yeah. It's just weird, don't you think? The fact that that's how they chose to make it seem like a more, we're we're the cool king. We like to hang out with our constituents. Like, I'd rather have (laughs) you in the castle type of thing. That's how they chose to do it is, seems really misinformed because mm. i agree with you it seems like oh you know we actually don't need the lords to do it we want the public to do it be- and kind of basically lionize them and like kind of we want the public to basically say they're gonna worship him yeah and i think it's odd as well because i mean even a lot of people that don't like the monarchy still liked and had respect Mm-hmm. For Queen Elizabeth, because she, she, you know, she was our queen old. for so long. She She's never, old. yeah, she she was old and she didn't, you know, do anything in our lifetime anyway that was sort of frowned upon and hung out with Paddington Bear that one time. Yeah, skydived and you know the <laughs> opening ceremony of the Olympics. Um, Maybe so it was like the least racist her. one to Megan. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but. People, because of what happened with Diana, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of I was of hoping you would bring her up. For Charles. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's not very liked at this, especially following the, how they perceived him in the crown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. 
Um, but no, yeah, I just, I, I don't personally know of anyone that gives a fuck about Charles. I would have personally preferred William to have been crowned instead. Actually, my top preference would be Harry, but mm. that would never yeah, happen. Yeah, Team Harry. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All the way. There, there's, is there any circumstance where Charles could have been like, no, I won't. And he then... could have abdicated, yeah. Okay. But he wouldn't because... He's been waiting for this day since he was... Exactly. Bit before he was born, I guess. Mm. But... but we might not have long to wait. I think, I don't know how old he is. I think he's like, like 74 or something. So. Yeah, well, his mom did live pretty old age. <laughs> That's it. They do have the best health care. In the world. Best healthcare, worst bloodline and genes. Yeah. I mean, Prince Philip looked like he was he was already dead for about ten years, but they kept him going. I don't know what they were pumping him full of, but fucking hell. They were just weekend at burning him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I Yeah, okay. I have I have questions. And I'm trying to figure out where to start. I think I'm gonna start with the basic of explain to me like in five what the royal family does for the country or the king or the queen like what what role do they play in governance um so essentially not a lot so they obviously used to rule Mm -hmm. until we had a government and uh, democracy, if you can call it that. Um, however, it is called the Queen's government, or I guess now it's the King's government. It's really weird saying King as well. I really don't like I it. Bet. Um, so every time like a new prime minister gets voted in, the monarch, I'm going to say, because I don't like saying King, has to sort of like sign them in. Um, and I think the the monarch can overrule on government decisions. Okay. I had always wondered that, to be honest. Mm, but it, it would never happen um, because they have to be seen like they're working together. The so like for, of it is bad, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people wondered if it would happen with Brexit um, because it was such a close vote and so many people were unhappy with the result that we were going to leave the EU mm-hmm. that there were calls for the Queen at the time to overrule the decision. To basically veto it. Yeah, um, okay. but it didn't happen. Um, but I mean, what they do day to day is they, they're like patrons of a lot of charities. They open loads of, you know, new hospitals and gardens and (laughs) I don't know, stuff like that. Visit a load of countries. There's obviously the Commonwealth, Mm -hmm. which is essentially loads of countries that we colonized years and years ago. And then the the royal family created the Commonwealth to make it seem like, have your countries back and we'll all be friends. <laughs> um, so 
so that was their way of fixing that little problem. Um, and how? Boy, did they! Boy, Some did they are make super that happy! <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, you know, they do the Commonwealth Games, so every year it's essentially sort of like the Olympics for just the Commonwealth countries, and where they all have a little, a little run and long jump and. <laughs> Some people win some medals, and everyone feels better about the whole situation. Australia? Yeah, Australia. Some of Canada? All of Canada? Uh, oh, I don't know if Canada is, actually. Hold on. I mean, they have fucking Queen Elizabeth on some of their money. <laughs> True. So, we've got obviously the United Kingdom, Australia, South Africa, mm-hmm. Gambia, Botswana, Canada, Ghana, Barbados, Fiji... Nigeria, oh. although I believe that Barbados have got independence from that now. Um, Fiji. Uh, Nigeria, India, Malawi, Mauritius, uh, Dominica, Cameroon, Namibia, Bangladesh, Zambia, Cyprus, may say this wrong, Guyana? No, I think you said that right. Good. Wait, uh, Ghana? Guyana. No, it's G-U-Y-A-N-A. Yeah, I think it's Guyana. Uh, Rwanda, Brunei, Kenya, Seychelles, um, Tanzania, Uganda, Jamaica, Belize, Grenada, the Bahamas, Malta. That is so many. The, yeah, there's quite. There's 65. There's there's more if you want me to keep reading them. <laughs> I, I see 56, just so you know. Oh. <laughs> there's 56. <laughs> Uh, but you know, close enough. Yeah, keep reading because I just like I just wanted. I thought it was like four. <laughs> uh, where did I get to? Malta, uh, Lesotho. Never heard of that. So many I haven't heard of. Es Eswatini. I may get cancelled for these. I do apologise if I'm pronouncing these wrong to anyone listening. Um, Singapore, Vanuatu, Tuvalu, Mozambique, New Zealand. Kiribati, Togo, Sierra Leone, Nauru, Maldives, Pakistan, Samoa, Trinidad and Tobago, Antigua and Barbuda, Sri Lanka, Tonga, Malaysia, and Gabon. Gabon. (laughs) Gabon. Gabon. There's so many I haven't heard of that I couldn't even tell you if you were getting it right or not. So, which I think speaks to Your the, su- the success of our public school education. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. so that's, I mean, that's, you know, the royal family in a nutshell. Really. <laughs> okay, so next question is, while there still seems to be kind of this love and reverence for the royal family, I feel like with Diana, it was a little different. Yes. So. So. Obviously, she was not part of the royal family, but married into it. Um, and people loved her because she obviously was a very good-looking woman. Um, but she 
kind of broke the steely-faced, non-emotional persona that the royal family had always given. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very personable and very much into sort of charity work. Um, so the public loved her. The People's Princess, right? That's what they yeah. called her. So they yeah. called her the People's Princess. Hmm. Um, That's what they're trying to do with Charles. They're just doing it really wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, Charles, you can't decide. We don't love you. Sorry. Don't it's not going to happen. <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so she was just really popular with the public and the media. Um, but there was also there's sort of there's similarities I think between kind of her and Megan. At first, she was loved, and then when like the divorce happened mm-hmm. and the marriage became a bit rocky, uh, the media turned on her. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's it's weird. There's a weird relationship between the press here and the royal family like I think I watched a bit of that Harry and Meghan documentary on Netflix oh yeah Um, and to be honest I wasn't interested at all I couldn't give a shit what they do with their lives to be honest yeah put it on because I was bored and actually got quite into it it was quite interesting um and yeah so they were saying about that yeah I do to be honest I I think I'm quite good at reading people and picking up on deceptive behaviours and I didn't get any of that. I think that uh, in some parts Megan came off as a little sort of poor me and attention-seeky, but um, then again she has been through an awful lot with being involved with that family. Yeah. I mean, and I think that, like you just said, there's kind of this steely-faced persona they put on that you don't expect, I think, them to be any other way. So the fact Mm. that she's maybe emotive, shares her feelings, it could seem like that because of that juxtaposition. Mm. I don't know anything about it. I haven't – I know the barest minimum about it. I didn't watch any of that stuff. Just, like, basically kind of what I saw in passing. But from my perspective – it's hard for me to see what benefit they would have to basically remove themselves from that, knowing the protection, the benefits probably from sticking it out over there and mm. dealing with it and being a part of it is there, there probably are a lot of benefits. So to me, it's kind of like, I don't think people would do that if it weren't for really good reasons that are actually true. No, that's it. Um, and their main reason as well was because, you know, Harry could see the same thing happening to them and, and to Meghan that happened to Diana. And ultimately, she was hounded so much by the press that it ended in her death. Um, and, like, if you do watch the the Netflix series, you'll see, like, some of the headlines they were writing about her was mm. absolutely unbelievable. Um, and that's going to hurt anyone regardless of whether you're already an actress and already in the public eye yeah um, and it's it's like another level like 
I don't know if you've seen much about the differences between how our press and your press works, but like there's kind of no boundaries here. They just hound people and it's constant and it's, um, yeah, there's, there's no let up. There doesn't seem to be any rules around what they can do and when they can take photographs and, so and some people describing... will argue that that's, you know, got to be accepted if you're going to be in the public eye. Yeah. Um, but people are real people as well. So give them a fucking break, man. <laughs> well, I think what you're describing is kind of how the paparazzi are here, which are mm-hmm. part of the media, but there's kind of like news media and then more like pop culture media you Mm -hmm. know and I think there's a lot of intersection and sometimes lines blurred so much you don't really know I have a lot of problems with like our media for different reasons but Mm. like it's are you saying that kind of like whether it's the sun I think that's one right that's like a big kind of tabloidy one versus BBC they're all the same Mm. I mean they're essentially yeah Media's media, really, isn't it? They're all trying to get the best story yeah. and sell the most papers. Yeah, and do whatever it takes. Um, but some are more uh, ruthless than others and considered uh, bottom of the barrel, like the sun is. Mm-hmm. Proper bottom of the barrel. Um, and then like things like The Guardian and The Telegraph are more sort of respected mm-hmm. newspapers and, and media outlets. Um, but they'll do terrible things like, uh, there was, for example, this is a a suicide trigger warning, um, by the way, there was a presenter here called Caroline Flack. She presented our show Love Island. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and she was going through some personal stuff in her personal life where she appeared to have some sort of, um, violent relationship with her boyfriend um nobody really knew what had happened but she was pictured um like with blood on her and stuff after a fight with him um but then a story came out that it was her that hit him on the head with a lamp while they were having an argument so the son then went crazy was printing stories daily about her being like a man beater and you know just printing terrible shit she had like an upcoming court case about it she was like let go from presenting Mm. love island while that was all going on um and ultimately she took her own life because of everything that was happening um and then the son, who was printing all these stories, and really the one that was, you know, pouring fucking petrol on the the fire to keep it going, mm-hmm. changed their tack, you know, 360, and were like, you know, this is terrible. We all have to be kind together. Like we have, you know, kindness is the way. <laughs> it's like, mate, you fuck, you did this. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? So I think that there needs to be some accountability. In the UK, especially for um, what they're printing and, and how they can ruin people's lives, basically. 
My guess is they didn't say, we acknowledge that we likely had a heavy contribution to nope. this. I think they also deleted all their like previous articles oh, about it as well. Internet's forever Just like though, it. baby. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> we got screenshots, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's I heard about that. I, I didn't know all of that and that's so sad and horrible and just like so hypocritical too if that's mm. like they can't you know to be like oh this is horrible we should all really be kind to each other when you know we could probably pull up since that all the times that they weren't kind to anybody exactly yeah yeah I think that we have similar issues in our media but it's more about like misinformation slanted yeah you seem to have quite a big problem with that don't you (laughs) yeah like i watched bbc during some of the election stuff because i was just like i just kind of want to see maybe something that could be a little more objective please Mm. (laughs) and yeah that's we've got our own stuff but we also you know i think part of like our equivalent to the royal family i guess is our like the president i suppose yeah And they're part of the typical current event news politics issues. So like they're often put in the media, but we don't, we don't revere them and like hold them kind of in the same way that y'all do with the Royal family. And it's mad how crazy people go with it. Like, for example, there's been people camping outside Buckingham Palace for 10 days to get a good spot outside the gates so that they can see King Charles wave on the balcony after he's been coronated. Like, For like a minute? Yeah. What Whoa. the fuck? Yeah. I even saw a video earlier of people that had come over from America. That's what I mean. People it. here get really big oh, into my. them too. <laughs> the girls I knew in law school were like, we're going to get up at 2 a.m. and watch Kate and William's wedding. And I was like, who? <laughs> see that is a funny point though because i again didn't give a shit about the weddings but i did watch both of them and i got really into both of them as well (laughs) it's hard not to i know i suppose like i mean i i was you were even younger but i remember when diana died i was Mm -hmm. like this memory will stick with me forever. I think mostly because I was like horribly sick. Oh, I really? was, I don't know. I think it was seven uh, and horribly sick. Like the kind of sick where you're just like in bed for days. You have your little bucket. Yeah. Like fever, all of that. Mom, take care of me. And my, I was sleeping probably finally. And my mom woke me up to go, Princess Diana died. And I was like, no. Who? Well, I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you wake me up? I've been so sick. But like, I think people then really, I, people over here, I think really kind of enjoyed her too. But again, mm-hmm. it was, I was too young to maybe care about that. But then, you know, we had the Elton John, the Beanie Baby. <laughs> like she yeah. was a legacy. So she was, yeah. But yeah, I remember when she died as well. Cause I, I remember waking up really early. As you do when you're young, to go downstairs to watch cartoons in the morning before mum and dad got up. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing on telly apart from the news that Diana had died. So you're me like, and my brother bullshit. ran upstairs and were like, Mom, <laughs> Dad, Diana's dead. Oh, you cared. 
<laughs> didn't really know well, who yeah, she was. Well, yeah, the cartoons are broken. Yeah. <laughs> There's no cartoons on because Diana's dead. And mum and dad were like, what? No, she's not. And I was like, no, she is. Turn the tally on. <laughs> I love little Gemma voice. <laughs> <laughs> did they take it hard they didn't really care to be honest i mean they Mm. did because it was it was a shock yeah yeah because she you know died very suddenly in a horrific car crash yeah but yeah my my parents aren't um they're not into the royal family so so it wasn't something that was kind of part of your life growing up to make you care about it which i suspect is probably why we see people who really do care about it because it was a it it was a value, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. And yeah. I, it is kind of gross, though, this whole coronation and the money yeah, spent. Man. I mean, appreciate the day off, bro, I guess. Yeah, that's it. You know, I yeah, I appreciate the day off. But also what annoys me is that he's like super or says he's super into like environmental issues and helping, you know, climate change and helping all these charities. And it's like you could have just said... And what would have actually brought you a lot more public, um, what's the word? Just like approval? Uh, yeah, public approval would be to say, actually, I'm not going to have a big coronation. We'll have a quick small ceremony where the Archbishop will pop the crown on, blah, blah, blah. And I'll donate the money that would have been spent to it to, you know, social issues or helping families that can't feed their children currently or are about to mm-hmm. be homeless. Put it back into the economy. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that actually would have been really smart of him to do, um, particularly since they're all about changing up the history and tradition with the lords and stuff. Like, mm. no one – you don't have to have a ceremony, bro. Like, yeah, everyone sure. knows you're king. No you're one's going to fight you about it. <laughs> do what you want. Like, you're – yeah. Who cares if the archbishop, vice president – puts the crown on you or not and people see it no one cares and like that's the kind of stuff that you would hope people would do but probably he's not of that generation like maybe you could get that from Mm. harry i don't know that's that's what i was gonna say harry would do it (laughs) but then you're gonna get all the people who are like but no it's tradition i think you'll find that we need a coronation ceremony or it's not official (laughs) okay Oh, I love, okay, two good ones in like a matter of a few minutes. Beautiful. <laughs> Baby Gemma and old posh royalist. <laughs> Dame, maybe Maggie Smith or Judy Dench, one of the two. <laughs> I bet they don't like the royal family, even though they have been damed. Yeah, they don't get to meet them. Well, I found that really interesting and just because, like I said, I didn't realize it was tomorrow and it is and I never really asked you much. I kind of got had a feeling that maybe you weren't like, yay queen, yay king, <laughs> yay queen. Uh, camp outside the palace type of person, but I just, I guess I didn't, I never wanted to ask because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you like the king and the queen, really? <laughs> I really like them. No, it's weird. It's just something you kind of just grow up with Yeah. in this country. It's just sort of, like I guess, a norm. And is it weird looking at it from the perspective of a country that doesn't have a royal family? Is it an odd concept that we do have it? 
I think I didn't think so initially until I started having maybe a little bit more critical thought about like what do they do Hmm. like they they she actually like she's not a president she doesn't or he doesn't do the things our president does like they're just kind of figureheads and then I was kind of like then what's the like what's the the point point yeah (laughs) Yeah. and I think as like I imagine that's probably very expensive to fund them and all of that but I suppose that's what tourism also does is helps with that Mm. um, because people I think there's like a fairy tale to it a little bit. Yeah, I think that that's I think what it is like. as well, isn't yeah. it? it? It creates this image of England being this, you know, fairy tale country with a king or queen ruling and big Buckingham Palace and Frogmore Cottage and all that. And... <laughs> Cockshut Road. <laughs> Titty ho. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys all sit around and talk about your awesome royal family and have awesome shooters and talk about how awesome and whimsical England is. Yeah, that's all we talk about here, actually. (laughs) I just, you know, you got to change all that money. You got to change your words. You can't say queen anymore. You got to say king. I just, that's all really Mm. hard and I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like singing God save our king. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Like the mm. other song did. Mm. I don't like the fact that actually I saw a coin with Charles on it the other day. And they have really exaggerated his jowls. Good. Which I really enjoyed. Good. You <laughs> don't like, get a look oh, good on your terrible. coin. <laughs> Send me some pictures and like when the bills come out and stuff, I want to see that. I just actually, yeah, when I was in Maine, weird. saw the Canadian loon with the queen on it and stuff mm. and... Yeah, similar, so I wonder but... if they'll all change their money as well. I guess I they'll so. have to. Yeah, I assume so. God. Oh, it's all changing it. Yep. Good talk. Good chat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our new intro music. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's the new break music. Hey, <laughs> huh. Okay, dating corner. Dating corner. Have you got any questions for us? Uh, Gemma. You know how we have that email? Yeah. Talk shit to us at gmail.com. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. Talk shit to us. At gmail.com. Oh, We've got a letter. Oh we my just God. got a letter. We've got we a just... fan. We've got a fan. Uh-huh, yep. uh-huh, uh-huh. One fan and it's not my mom. <laughs> uh, someone wants some advice from us. Are you up for it? Yeah. Don't know if I'm qualified to give advice, but I'm up for it. Well, you know, maybe we need to go back to doing disclaimers that we don't know what we're talking about. We're not experts in anything. Mm-hmm. We probably get stuff wrong because memory is infallible and it's reconstructive. So we might forget yeah. that Keith was on that tube exactly. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, we we offered for people to write to us if they want to hear from us. So when yeah. they're seeking it, with that disclaimer, let's give it, right? We can only but try to help. Do or do not, there is no try. 
Yes. I I I didn't I don't sorry, scratch that. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> um all right. Hi friends. Hi. I'm a gay man needing some dating advice from the experts, both near and far. Okay. We just said. <laughs> we are not experts, but thank you for saying that. My boyfriend and I met in a mid-sized Midwestern city and spent the beginning of the relationship in close proximity, spending all of our free time together. He's since moved to New York after eight months for personal growth and development. Good for you, man. Which I fully support knowing he's never experienced life outside of my metro area. It's been eight months apart with visits every two to three months, and that's been sufficient for me to stay monogamous. He's confessed his need to lean into sexual desires, lots of sexy people in NYC, and now wants to shift into a committed, non-monogamous, or open relationship. My logical and very queer-centric brain believes this is possible by standards outside of society's portrayal of normal, quote, heterosexual relationship standards. My emotional and trauma-filled brain is fueling anxiety and stress about the thought of sharing my partner with other people intimately. So far, nothing has occurred aside from chatting on the internet with some of my um, some of my followers, O-O-M-F-S, which I had to look up. Um, <laughs> and I got the attention of a young cutie at my volleyball league who asked for my Snapchat a few weeks ago. My boy is an incredible communicator and shows me in so many ways that he's in it for the long haul. He's been extremely supportive of me turning a leaf and opening up to someone local as an, quote, incubator <laughs> or someone to have fun with in the interim as well. I would be lying if I said it wouldn't be nice to be nice to someone to hold. I mean, hold <laughs> periodically. <laughs> if you were me, what would you do to get over the stress of sharing a partner in a long distance, committed, non-monotonous relationship? Please help and keep the podcast coming. Sincerely, your biggest fan. Mm. Anonymous, who says he loves us bigger. Right. So. I do just want to point out, like, way to go on being able to recognize kind of where your more rational and where your irrationalities Mm -hmm. are. It's clear you've done some work there, and I think that's really important and good to acknowledge. And I hope you've, I hope you shared that with your partner too. But I'm going to throw it to Gemma now. Okay. So I think it's a great thing to try. Um, You know, it's great that obviously your partner has decided to expand their horizons and move away from, was it a small town? Mid-sized Midwestern city. Okay, so a mid-sized city. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's a lot of people are trying non-monogamy and open relationships or polyamory, as it's Mm -hmm. also known. Thruppledom. Thruppledom, yeah. Um... And I think as long as there's open communication and you set your boundaries um, and you're both on the same page and in agreement about it, then fill your boots. So to the question of what would you do to get over stress? So putting yourself in our listener's shoes and I realize it might be like, I'm not sure this would be something I could do. Maybe set that aside. But like, how would you Hmm. for yourself, like try to navigate that well as I said before I think boundaries are really important um 
So it might be the case that you don't want to know about their their other partners or the other people they're seeing. Or it might be the case that in order to relieve some of that anxiety, you need to know everything. Um, you guys together need to work out, I think, how this is going to work for you and how it's going to look for you. Um, and I think you also need to accept that there will be jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's something we can get rid of. Um, especially if you care about a person and it seems like you do really care about this guy um, and you really care about each other. So I think accepting that jealousy is going to be a part of it. It's a natural human emotion. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's having that open communication, um, setting the boundaries, um, and talking regularly about it, I think, as well, rather than just kind of going with it because you think the other person wants to do it. Mm-hmm. If it's no longer working for you, then communicate that. Or mm-hmm. if there's, if, you know, certain things you have an issue with, again, communicate that and, and talk through it and see where the other person's at. Um, that's my hot take. You know, I think what you said about jealousy is really important because that's uh, I think a really kind of innate human reaction to Mm. things that we have as early as you know being young kids you know with friends with relatives with parents and I think what I if I were in your shoes I would want to ask I would ask my partner like if I'm feeling this way do you want to know about it? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to tell you about it? Is that going to cause issues? Are you allowed – like, I, are you, do you want to tell me about your jealousy? Like, how do we want to handle this when we're feeling this way? And like you said, Gemma, like, what are the parameters and boundaries that you both need to ensure that your needs are continuing to get met? Because mm-hmm. this is what it's about, right? There's, like, this kind of one need that you guys can't meet on a regular basis – Um, and so there's kind of this discussion about like, how do we do that while maintaining our other needs with each other in this relationship? And so where, like, where are the, like, no-goes, like the, the, Hmm. you know, the lines that can't be crossed and the expectations there. And you got to be on the same page and whether you just kind of, I don't think it's, bad to just reemphasize like communication is key but how when how often check-ins mm. like is it once a week is it you know anytime you're feeling some type of way like get on the same page with all of those things to the point where it starts it's kind of, it feels a little annoying even not in like yeah. a bad way but just like okay we gotta check it like I'm feeling this way because I think when you start to stuff it builds resentment, builds secrets, uh, and like feel like, and then you boil over, you explode, and that's when everything comes out, and you throw everything at them, and it's like this thing six months yeah. ago, yesterday, right now, and it's not really fair. It's not mm. fair. Um, also, it seems like from what you've said that um, this isn't a permanent solution. Mm. Um, yeah. So it doesn't need to be seen as you know, this is a a long-term decision that you're making and that it sounds like eventually you may once again live in the same city again. 
mm-hmm. um, and it it won't need to be that way. But then again, mate, if you if if you enjoy it and it works for both of you, then it might be something you want to continue. But that's a good point. Like, is I wonder if if there's conversations about like how how long is this arrangement? Not necessarily mm. just like the non monogamy, but like the separation. So like indefinite could probably make it feel more stressful if that conversation hasn't happened and maybe it can't yet it's too soon but like if there's at least kind of an idea yes like the plan is this we don't know when yet but that's kind of what we're working towards um and also like I think it would be really important too when there are visits like there's like no other people Mm -hmm. right like the focus is on the two of you yeah then I, I just think, and that might seem obvious, but I think that that would be really important for me if I were in this situation. That's like when you're here and I'm there, like those so people. I think I'd still need to feel like the priority. Yeah. Um, yeah. Regardless of whether there was an open situation, you know, you two are number number one, mm-hmm. and then everyone else is kind of fulfilling yeah. other needs. But yep. yeah, agreed. Nice, nice job. I hope that was helpful. God, we should be like relationship therapists or... I mean, I, maybe we are now. Maybe we are, yeah. <laughs> Today. I'm getting uh, some business cards made up right mm, now. Me too. Me too. I Hopefully that was helpful, dear listener. And if you have additional questions, needs for clarification, want to follow up, you know what to do and we will... Be happy mm. to talk about it. And anyone else having heard our brilliant advice now, hit us up. Yeah. Talk shit to us at gmail.com. Hey. To finish things off, I thought um, we'd visit the Am I the Asshole segment of the pod. Yes. Uh, I've got one for you. Can't wait. Uh, so I'm going to read it out loud, and then you're going to tell me whether you think they're an asshole or not. Okay? Oh, that sounds brilliant, mate. I'm super chuffed to be doing this with you. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So the title is, would I be the asshole for spraying some kid with my garden hose daily after he walks all over our lawn? Grandpa, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I live me... Blah, 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 blah. It's your bad (laughs) Hyaluronic. Hyaluronic. Okay. Okay. Um, I live with... Oh, fucking hell. Right. I live with my wife and son and daughter. 9 and 11, respectively. Uh, recently, there's been this kid who comes by our house after playing soccer and either rides his bike or walks over the lawn with his cleats on his way home. I don't know what cleats are. And there's uh, soccer boots, basically. Ah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Football boots. Um, so it started out as me giving him stern looks whenever i whenever i saw him and then slowly progressed to me asking him to just go around 
The last time I asked him to stop, he made a point to stomp extra hard and twist his feet into the grass to piss me off. Since then, I've just been hosing him. (laughs) The first time I sprayed him with the hose, he ran off. But then for some reason, he just started standing there while I hose him like he enjoys it. (laughs) It's, It's now progressed to me sitting on my lawn chair, pointing my hose at him and him just staring at me while <laughs> him just staring at me while he does so. Sometimes we even make small talk. Hi. <laughs> um I'm not going to lie, it started off as a really bitter relationship, but I've actually gotten to know the kid quite well. We talk for maybe 15 to 20 minutes every day and he doesn't seem to mind being hosed down after sweating hard playing soccer. He comes by daily and we just shoot the shit while I hose him and he stands there for a bit. (laughs) My wife told me I need to stop, even after I explained to her. He likes um, it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She said, I'm making us look like childish idiots. I guess I could stop, but honestly, it's really funny waiting for him to come by and I see no harm in it. Would I be the arsehole? I went through such a range of emotions listening to that. That I'm just going to process it as it happened. Okay. Okay. Initially, was kind of like, oh, fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> you like, are you not the asshole. Yeah. It's not like, and then I had to pull back and be like, it's a child, grown man. Like, okay. But also, I was like, mm, like spraying with a hose. Like, I've heard worse things, but I suppose there could be an argument that that's kind of assaultive. Anyway. But clearly this kid is abstinent, does not really respect other people's property or requests for boundaries and stuff like that. And that my kind of professional brain is thinking like, what's up with this kid? Mm-hmm. But when I heard that, like asked him to stop, he'd glare, grounding his cleats in. I was like, oh, that little shit's going to get it. So <laughs> Always going to get hosed. Always going to get hosed. Um, <laughs> and then like – the fact that the kid come back and came back and just stood there, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, we've got one of those kids who really da- consequences be damned, whatever. I'm going to just do it, like, fine, like, kind of against my better interests or whatever. But the fact that this now turned into, like, this kind of a routine of ours. We're kind of pals now. I'm starting to get to know him very well. Like, I, mm-hmm. it was kind of sweet, but I'm also just like, okay, at this point, sir, have you tried to do – We've run the gamut here. I've we've done this for a while. It's kind of funny. I'm happy to continue to spray you down, but just like, what's the deal? Why, like, why, why you're like? I mean, if you're becoming buddies with him, why don't you talk to him about it? I'm not sure. I want to say he's the asshole at this point. How it ended, it seems like this is kind of a mutual thing routine that he's like kind of. But I also just want to point out this person like is the grown up in the scenario. I think. I guess I didn't catch if he has an idea about how old this kid is. I gathered pretty young. Um, But if he's like an 18-year-old, then no. But if we're talking like a 14, 15-year-old and this this guy is, you know, in his 20s, 30s, 40s, um, you're the adult. And so, like, maybe you need to talk to his parents. Maybe you need to put up a fence. Maybe something, you know, he is trespassing. I don't – I'm very against just saying call the cops. But there are other mechanisms. But, like, again, I go back to the fact that, like, this is not a – it didn't – it didn't – it's not what it started as. No. (laughs) So I don't – I don't think he's an asshole. And I get why his wife is, like, 
your his wife is like you're kind of embarrassing me now but it <laughs> also is like clearly something they're both kind of enjoying and it's something they expect so if he were to stop all of a sudden this might kind of upset this kid hurt his feelings and maybe he's got abandonment issues and then you're just gonna basically traumatize him again <laughs> exactly so a lot of the comments are sort of saying that it could be that this this guy is you know now one of the only male kind of father figures in his (laughs) life and this could turn into a really fucking lovely relationship like yeah um, one of my favorite comments is kid fuck you adult fuck you too kid did we just become best friends adult (laughs) yep (laughs) yep (laughs) um but yeah i chose it because it is a roller coaster um but i found it really heartwarming like I like the fact that he comes to like every day to be hosed down and they have a little chat. And one day he might graduate from college and come round to this guy's house and sit there and have a beer with him and get hosed down and tell him all <laughs> about his graduation. <laughs> I I would love if there's like a follow up to that. I don't know if that's a recent one, if they do like an update to it, because I want to know more. Like, does the guy maybe what has he learned about him? And maybe now you can invite him in after his soccer game for you know like a snack or something instead and try to teach him to use the sidewalk I don't know is it on the way home was he doing it because he saw this family and kind of just like to see them because maybe he doesn't what's have going that? on in his life that yeah. he felt he needed to do that yeah um did you have the same reactions as I did yeah <laughs> I just gotta know <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Another comment that I just want to bring up is, uh, sounds like his wife's jealous, wants a good hosing. (laughs) (laughs) Or his kids are like, why is daddy hanging out with him and not us? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure she's probably just, yeah, she just doesn't understand it. She's confused because he probably was coming and being like, that fucking kid is back, Cheryl. I'm getting the hose. Tom, don't get the hose. Cheryl, I'm getting the fucking hose. And now he's out, like, got his little juice juice or beer. And he's like, hey. Want a beer? Hey, Saul, do you want a juice box? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, kiddo. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I loved that one. Please keep updates if there are any. Yeah, I'll let you know if I find any. Well. I think that that is it for today. Don't you? Hmm. I believed we've talked enough shit. Definitely. I mean, it's what? Like midnight there on a Friday for you, you fucking nerd, loser, wimp, friendless, loner. Pretty cool. (laughs) I'm up at nearly midnight, so. 6 p.m. on a Friday here. I'm 34 years old, so. You know what I'm going to do? Go put on sweatpants and sit with my cat. (laughs) Already beat you to it. <laughs> it's sweatpants already. Well, I hope you have a nice weekend with your coronation celebration and happy birthday, Keith. Thank uh, you. Let us know what corrections you have. Yes. Yep. If you could uh, send an email to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it that way. All right. Um, and again, thank you for all our listeners for listening again. We really appreciate it. We love it. Um, if you could just subscribe. Give us a cheeky little rating and a follow and share it with your friends and family, whoever you think may like it. Spread the word. If you, 
if you can review, do that too. We're not yeah. even saying it has to be good. <laughs> We'd well, love I mean, it if preferably it was good. Five star. Yeah, prefer- but... preferably good ones, but we're not gonna be like that. So <laughs> no, whatever you want to do, but five star would be great. Just, please like us, please. <laughs> <laughs> Until right. next time. Peace out. G bag. Remember when I was telling you the other day about how it's hard for me to leave my home because I don't want to leave my blender? Yeah, your emotional support blender you called it, which I thought was weird and maybe a little problematic. I said it feels like my emotional support blender because of how many smoothies I make and how good I feel these days because of them. Okay, go on. Well, I found something the other day that may solve my problem. Ooh, tell me more. I discovered this thing called Blendjet 2. It's a portable blender that you can use basically anywhere or anytime. Seems messy. I know, but it doesn't look like it is. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. More like a margarita at work, know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or that. But it's also small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house and it lasts 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. So not messy at all, I don't think. Okay, I'm intrigued. And now I want a margarita. Me too. It looks like there's tons of different styles and colors, so you can have a margarita Blendjet for work a protein blend jet for the car, and a... Soup blend jet for the forest? <laughs> sure. Oh, I want the camo one because I am a certified badass. <laughs> Just don't lose it in the woods. Okay, so what are we waiting for? These look awesome. I know. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code TSPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Blendjet feels so strongly that no other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They'll guarantee you love it or your money back. Gotta love the confidence and the ability to blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code TSPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. I'll cheers you with our Blendjet margaritas next time I see you. Brilliant. Cheers. Cheers.